The Small Business Rundown is the official podcast of the National Federation of Independent Business, the member-driven voice of small business. NFIB and our members advocate to keep America's small businesses strong and independent in Washington, D.C., all 50 states, and the nation's courts. Welcome to the Small Business Rundown, your inside source for small business news and analysis in Washington, D.C. and in state capitals. I'm Adam Temple, NFIB Senior Vice President for Advocacy, and today we're joined by NFIB's President Brad Close. Brad, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Adam. So, Brad, tax day is this week. It can be a really frustrating time for small businesses, and that can be due to a number of reasons. Um, NFIB periodically surveys our members on the top problems and priorities uh, that small business owners have and, and their concerns. None of this is news to you. You recently wrote an op-ed that was published about small businesses' concerns. It focused on funding that Congress provided to the IRS. Yeah. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Tell us what is it that happened and, and what's the impact on small businesses? Sure. Well, I think, you know, a, a year or two ago, the administration and Congress worked together early on in the current administration to, to pass a bill that included $80 billion in new funding for IRS to be almost entirely designated towards enforcement activities. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know um, from hearing from our small business owners, our members, that uh, you know, the IRS has a very long history of targeting small businesses. Um, they know it. Um, that's why they're worried about it. And, you know, to take a step back and, you know, look at your government, you know, they should be helping, right? They should be uh, acting as a, a support in education rather than just going after small businesses. Um, so I think for small business owners, that thought of the government may be treating me more like an enemy rather than as someone that they should be helping. Uh, you know, the government tends to forget that small businesses create the bulk of the jobs out there. They are the new jobs, the hiring. Uh, when you look at the landscape today, big businesses are laying off uh, employees all over the country. Small businesses still want to hire. They're looking for employees. It's a great place to start a career. Um, so what they really want out of their government is that recognition that their, 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 their partner should be helped. You know, their government should be helping them. So to your point that the funding is primarily aimed at enforcement, you work with and, and discuss these things with our members, NFIB members, on a regular basis. What are you hearing directly from from the, the small business owners themselves? Well, outside of the worry of, of, of more audits and, and more IRS agents showing up at their doors to audit them, um, you know, there's, there's the concern with how bad the customer service already is. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them have stories of waiting uh, for hours on hold. Uh, and when they do finally get through not getting the correct information, they've had audit issues, they've had things filed against them that are proved to be errors from the IRS, but there is an, an inability to get good advice, good answers, uh, and good guidance from the IRS. So I think uh, when they look at uh, legislation, a law now that is going to devote uh, the bulk of $80 billion towards more enforcement, not towards improving IRS customer service, they get really worried. Right, right. That makes sense. And how are small businesses – you mentioned that they uh, are likely to become a target. How, how, how does that work? How, how would a, a small business what, – what's the vulnerability? Why would they become a target? Of the well, IRS? they're easy targets, right? They're low-hanging fruit for, for an IRS agent or an auditor. Big businesses is going to have law firms, uh, you know, accounting firms, you name it, all kinds of people on staff, uh, into, you know, companies that they put on the payroll. So – a small business owner, uh, it's usually a family-run business. So the owner and spouse, maybe a, a kid or two, maybe a couple employees, they are in charge of keeping track of everything, um, making sure they're following up, up with a myriad of, of, of regulations already coming through the pipe. Um, but they're much easier for an IRS uh, agent or auditor to go approach rather than a big business. So um, it's a low-hanging fruit. 
Brad, there's legislation in the House to address some of these. Can uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the the Family and Small Business Taxpayer Protection Act that NFIB supports? Yeah, this this uh, piece of legislation, which we have strongly supported in the House and uh, and did pass, does exactly what you hear small business owners wanting to do here. That's a novel concept. Congress actually putting together a piece of legislation that addresses the concern uh, from the taxpayers and their constituents, um, but it would remove that enforcement funding and force the IRS to focus on customer service, helping taxpayers with their returns, helping small business owners, focusing on the things that we hear from small business owners all the time. So it's a great piece of legislation. We supported it. We key voted it, meaning we put the stamp of approval of of small businesses behind the bill. And now it goes to the Senate where we'll be pushing hard uh, and urging all small business owners to tell their senator to vote for this. Mm -hmm. And in thinking about tax time, the president recently introduced a budget uh, from his perspective. It has some implications on small businesses and taxes. Um, What are are your thoughts on that? It does. And I I think, you know, with the broader view, I think – Small businesses have been through a very tough economic time in the last three years. Right. Uh, they and their employees and their families bore the brunt of the government shutdowns, all the restrictions. Big business tended to thrive during the pandemic. Small business was at a huge disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we've got an administration who is kind of looking at them as the goose that's laying another golden egg. And uh, so they've put stuff in this in this budget for they would like to see Congress pass, including a 5% tax that's going to hit an awful lot of small businesses, a new surtax specifically directed at small businesses. Most small businesses, when they hear about it, are outraged. Um, they know what 5% means on their bottom line. Uh, and that for a lot of small businesses, that's, uh, that's their margin of, of profit in a good year. Right, right. So from your perspective, what is the solution that should be coming from the White House or from Congress? Well, first of all, um, do no harm. Stop trying to tax small businesses into the Stone Age. Back off on the IRS stuff. And really the best thing they can do, you know, Congress uh, passed a small business tax deduction in 2017 that gave small businesses a 20% deduction. It was an attempt to get them closer to parity on the tax scales with their big business competitors. It doesn't get them totally there, but it really helps. And so that expires at the end of 2025. So Congress has scheduled this at the end of 2025 to go away. So making this permanent so small business owners can continue to count on that tax deduction and not worry about it going away, they've used this to increase employment, to create 401k plans, to increase wages, to buy equipment, all these kind of things that you want to see happen in the economy, this small business deduction has helped. So making that permanent is the best thing this administration could do. Right. And on that last point, where do we stand right now on permanence of the small business deduction? So permanency, you know, it is, we have a bill that's been introduced. Um, we're pushing hard and trying to get a vote uh, moving on this. Um, but we have some education to do, you know. I think hearing from small business owners is one of the best things that legislators uh, can happen to a legislator, right? They don't necessarily understand how business works, especially small businesses. Mm-hmm. But understanding what a deduction, like a 20% deduction, actually means to not just the bottom line of a small business, but to um, – how it impacts the economy in a small community. You know, when small business owners use those tax savings, and when I say tax savings, it's really, um, it's not savings. They're allowed to keep their own money, right? The government's taking less of their own money. Um, But that gets spent in the local community. So equipment that's bought is bought from a local business. That business employs people too. Employees are in the community as well too. Increased wages get spent in the community. All those good things that you want to see happen, they happen under a provision like this. So that's what Congress has to focus on, and that's why they have got to make this permanent. Right, right. So the bigger companies, their tax cuts are permanent. Um, and, and you've mentioned several times the, this, this uh, scenario where you've got big companies that benefit either at the expense or just more than small businesses. Yeah. 
What kind of policies are there? What's the discussion around big versus small, so to speak? Um, and, and what can be done to, to further help the, the, the little guys? So I think, you know, tax policy is the first place to start because, you know, big business, large corporations got a permanent 20% corporate rate in the 2017 tax law. Mm-hmm. Small businesses uh, with NFIB strong urging got a 20% small business deduction, but that expires at the end of 2025. So making that permanent is first and foremost. But I think um, reminding legislators, people need to understand that there's a huge difference between big business and small business. Big business uh, is always happy to support new regulations, new mandates, because it helps them build a moat around their business and makes it really hard for the little guys to compete. The more the government puts roadblocks in front of small business, the easier it is for big business. Right. Brad, on previous episodes, we've had uh, representatives from the Research Center. We do a lot of research here at the NFIB, learn about what our members have to say, what they're struggling with, what they're going through. Um, from your perspective, what have, what have you picked up on from, from what you've seen? Well, I think when you look at the economy as a whole and then the small business economy, um, small business owners are pretty negative on the forward six months. Um, so um, the economy to them does not look good. They see it deteriorating over the next six months. Uh, but their biggest concern, uh, like many Americans, is still inflation. It's making it very hard for them to uh, to, to stay above water. Uh, everything costs more money. Uh, they want to help their employees, but wages are getting eroded by inflation as well, too. Um, and then they still want to hire. They, they have work there, um, but they can't find employees right now. So when you look at inflation, um, a dearth of finding qualified employees, and then a really negative outlook going forward, it's a, a tough spot for small businesses right now, which, again, uh, makes it kind of confounding when you look at Washington and you look at an administration that's proposal to a lot of this uh, is to just increase taxes and propose new taxes mm-hmm. on small business. It really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Right. So in the face of these proposals to increase taxes, what can small business owners do to push back against them? Well, I always encourage uh, small business owners to take a few minutes to really reach out. It's hard. You know, when you're running a small business, it's your life. You have no time for anything. Um, But taking the time to reach out to your legislator, your congressman, your senator, it's crucial. They need to hear from you. They need to understand what's happening back on Main Street, back in their communities, in their districts, in their states. uh, And that's how things change. That's how you get votes and and ideas to change. And as the leader of NFIB, what is – NFIB's posture on this. What are what are we going to be doing um, on behalf of small business owners in America? One of the neat things about NFIB uh, is that we are a member-driven trade association. Mm-hmm. It's very unique in the business trade association world. Um, we do not have any public companies as members, um, and our members set our policy. We don't sit around a table in Washington, D.C. or state capitol and decide what's good for small businesses. Our small business owner members tell us what's good for them, and then we go fight for it. Um, and that's, that puts us in a great position to carry their message uh, to Washington, D.C. and all the state capitals to make sure that good legislative ideas for small business are pushed forward and that bad ones go away. I think that's a good place to, to wrap up. So I appreciate your time today, Brad. Thank you for joining us and, uh, and, and giving us more of your perspective on the small business economy. My pleasure, Adam. NFIB member and small business owner Warren Hudak of Pennsylvania traveled to Capitol Hill this week to testify before the U.S. House Committee on Small Business. He joined us for a brief interview. Here's some of what he said about small business this tax season. Warren, thanks for joining us. Thank you. First, could you start by telling us just a little bit more about your business? We're a full-service small business accounting firm. Ninety percent of our uh, clients are small business owners. Um, Our business is located in central Pennsylvania. So you have a business to run. It's time taken away. You've come to Washington to testify before a House committee. Tell us a little bit more about that decision to take time away from your business and what you hope that members of Congress will understand. 
Well, I got to start by thanking my staff. Um, we are an accounting firm. Today's the taxes due date, right? Mm-hmm. This is this is it, and so our people are taking care of business while I'm here. Um, I just feel it's my responsibility. Um, the small business owner just keeps on getting run over by the big train, the unholy alliance of big business, big government, uh, the endless reams of paperwork and taxes and forms that we have to file, local, state, federal. Um, it's overwhelming, and we're reaching a breaking point. Right, right. And in your testimony, you talk about your concerns about the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 that provided uh, $80 billion in new funding for the IRS. It's primarily focused on enforcement. You mentioned that, but why is that of such concern for small businesses? Well, we're busy, right? Mm-hmm. Most, most audits result in very little changes. Um, as a matter of fact, one-third of all audits are for people who get the earned income tax credit. That's not a typical business owner. Um, they don't want someone showing up at their door. They don't want um, the scrutiny. In addition to that, they want to um, pre-populate returns, mm-hmm. file your own returns, hand you, hand you a document, sign it, and pay the guy. Um, there's also privacy concerns. Um, the, the more intrusive the IRS becomes and the more information they collect, the more concern we have for uh, our personal information. Um, I think the IRS has been doing a great job with these soft letters, these soft audits. Um, they see they're doing a great job with an, collecting analytics and using analytics to identify problems and returns, many of which are clerical mistakes, some of which may be a real problem for the IRS mm-hmm. uh, and for me as a citizen, a taxpayer. Um, but these soft audits are great. Um, they're non-intrusive. They're easy to answer. Um, I think they need to put more energy into those kinds of endeavors. Um, they are not doing a great job on the phone. Just yesterday, I had a taxpayer who set up their own payment plan directly with the IRS, and the IRS messed the whole thing up. Hmm. Um, so we're going to have to go intervene, and, and the, the money that they took that they shouldn't have, it's going to take six to eight weeks to get back. Right, right. You mentioned um, the big business and uh, you know, big versus small, and, and the, in the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, the, the corporate tax rate was made permanent. The one for the small businesses, the small business deduction or 199A. The deduction for small businesses expires in 2025. Can you speak to that a little bit? What's the, what's the impact that that's going to have? Well, there are several things going on in the small business community today, right? Um, inflation is killing us. Um, our wages have gone up 40% pre-pandemic. Mm. Our software costs, which is a big uh, uh, expense for accounting firms, has tripled. Um, we're barely making ends meet. That's most small business owners. We haven't still recovered from the pandemic. Um, a 20% uh, uh, deduction is a big deal. It's money in our pocket to invest, to invest in plant property and equipment. Um, that 20% uh, is the difference between hiring a new employee, moving into a new market. Um, everything, every new cost that a small business has comes off our bottom line. Big business has internal capacity to handle those things. And as a small business owner, what have you been able to do uh, with the 20% deduction? How has it affected your operations? Oh, I, I mean, we're investing in our business. Um, you know, uh, that's, that's what small business owners, we dream of being a giant one day, right? I can only wish to be part of the problem someday. <laughs> 
Um, the White House released their uh, 2024 budget that called for several tax increases on small businesses. Some in Congress have even gone as far to call small businesses that they say they represent a tax loophole. Uh, do you have a message for Congress? I'm sure you do. You're going to be addressing them today. But what is your message for Congress on the on the administration's budget? The administration budget is small business abuse. Hmm. There is absolutely no question that not only do the tax increases will limit us for our ability to invest in plant property and equipment, but it, there's a tremendous amount of uncertainty. The The proposal is so extreme. There's no question even a different Democrat uh, administration will reverse many of these policies. It, it, they are extreme in nature. Um, going after capital gains. I had a client, I delivered a $100,000 tax bill to him just on Friday and they groaned. Ah, I guess I'm going to have to delay purchasing that next thing. That's the way it works. Right. We have, we have very little um, um, ability to raise capital today. Banks are not lending to small businesses. Picking our pocket now is a bad idea. Yeah, interesting. What... Um, what do you? What would be your advice for other small businesses or uh, those that support small businesses? Uh, what would your advice be to them to ad, as far as advocacy goes? How can they fight for the rights of small businesses in well, Washington State's capital? If you're if you're not an NFIB member right now, mm-hmm. you need to be right. Nobody carries the mantle for small business like NFIB. Um, call your legislator. Inform yourself on the issues. All of my all of my clients say, I just don't have time. Mm-hmm. I'm running my business. I'm working night and day. I'm short employees. Um, there are employees I'd like to replace, and I can't. Uh, I don't have qualified employees, so I'm I'm carrying the load. I say you don't you cannot afford not to spend the time to advocate, because if you don't and they don't hear from you, we're going to have a lot more of this. Are there any other issues that we haven't talked about that, that you think are important for our listeners to know? Um, I think the expansion of the IRS is just a huge, huge problem. Mm-hmm. They need to focus their resources on customer service, um, training their people. And I, look, I know they're, they're pulling from the same labor pool that we are, right? I get it. And, and it's, it's, it's problematic. But the IRS is filled with good people. Um, this is just an overreach to the nth degree. All right. I think that's a good place to leave it. Thank you, Warren. Now I'd like to thank you, the listeners, for joining us on today's Small Business Rundown. We'll be back every two weeks bringing you small business news and analysis from Washington, D.C. and state capitals so that you, whether you're a small business owner or a supporter of one, can continue to blaze a trail. The Small Business Rundown is brought to you by NFIB the voice of small business. You can find us at NFIB.com and on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn.